0: This is the True Real Estate 911 podcast with Lisa True. Lisa will share up-to-date real estate information with you that you need to know. It's time for True Real Estate 911. It's Brian Mudd with, the course, your local real estate pro, Lisa True, sharing the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the curve in local real estate. One thing that's constant, change. And being on the right side of the information, being ahead of the curve, can end up making a tremendous difference in terms of you identifying the property you're looking for. If you're buying, getting to the closing table, getting the best terms possible. And of course, if you're selling, it can be make or break time. The difference between you being able to sell fast and for the most money or not at all. And uh, it's that stark of a difference right now. So as we get going on today's show, really want you to think through the opportunities that are ahead of you because we are in a real transition time right now, not just because it's summer and off season here and a lot of people are making adjustments in terms of real estate but we know the times are changing in terms of the economy uh the political landscape uh overall interest rates and there's still a lot of opportunity with mortgages right now as well and so we have eric Cantelli um from uh, academy mortgage mortgage partner the true group uh, with us today lisa before we get going um frame the overall real estate market for us at this point as we're already into july gosh it's hard to believe
1: We're still seeing active, active, active buyers out there, and we're seeing them in a variety of types of product. Um, Our condos are getting good activity right now, interestingly enough. Our 55 and over communities that are priced right are getting great activity. Obviously, single-family homes are still popular, and it is insane anything under 350 right now across the board single family home where we're just seeing multiple offers and it's really important the topics that we're going to cover today if you're a seller that you understand the lending side when you're taking offers because the good news is when you say yes to one you're saying yes to one but in multiple offers I mean you're saying no to many. And so it's not just about price, even though that's important. It's about which deal can actually get to the closing table.
0: And the fall through rates have been significant uh, again, right? This is something you've been sharing with me. In fact, you were sharing some stories uh, before we got going today that were like, wow, it, I felt like I was listening to you know, the, uh, the, the type of process we were in 10 years ago in terms of the lax process by lenders, making sure that people are properly vetted and, and that buyers know what they're looking at when they're going to shop.
1: Yes, and the only difference between ten years ago and today is that ten years ago the buyer probably would have actually been able to have closed. Now, not a good thing. We saw what happened sure. from that, right? Sure. Um, because many lenders back then did the the mirror test, which means <laughs> they put the mirror under them if they could create some kind of fog on the mirror, meaning they're alive. They you got, got the a loan, pulse, right? Now today, if the lender has not done their thorough job, not asked the right questions, not looked at documents, not verified what the buyer is telling them. That means most likely 90% of the time that deal is going to fall apart. And that's a challenge to the, not just the buyer, but also to obviously the seller.
0: I think in some cases, people, especially that have some experience in real estate, ha- understand some of what you're talking about with the difference versus um you know, somebody who really goes and vets your financial situation versus someone who just kind of, you know, takes a look at the surface of income and expenses. You were sharing some of the information uh, before the show. One, one example in particular that I thought was really instructive a lender that theoretically was pre approving somebody and really wasn't an approval. Um, you were mentioning the impact based upon HOA expenses. And the diligence just hadn't been done. And it was a critical piece of information.
1: And I've seen it go both ways. I've seen it where they've made assumptions on things like taxes in in condo or HOA fees and where maybe they overestimated or underestimated. I actually had a client who had a banking relationship and they had plugged in, you know, a number, a formula Mm -hmm. of the taxes. And it was actually... Believe it or not, the taxes were lower than their formula, which was doesn't happen. That's nice often. and rare. Yes, exactly. And so, when they actually plugged the ac- accurate, up-to-date information, they could qualify for this home. Oh. And so, um, it's a it's about accuracy. Let's make sure we have the right numbers, the right information, especially if you have a property you've already you know, kind of narrowed down and you know, I want to buy in this building or I want to buy this, this community, and you know that the homeowner fees are maybe a little higher, go ahead and give that to your lender. So they're not guessing, you know, for a broad pre-approval that they know that you already have found a property and this is, this is reality.
0: Well, we know that once we get into the process, we don't want to leave anything to chance. And that's always been part of what you do. You manage the entire process to ensure that uh, you know details don't fall through the cracks. And that's where Eric is uh, coming into play here today as we talk about uh, some of the the vetting process and, and some of the opportunities that exist and also kind of factor fiction on some of the Uh, approval processes uh, that exist with some of these other lenders. If you'll set it up for us a little bit, um, you know, about some of the issues you're having with certain lenders and also how error comes into play.
1: So one of the things I see on a regular basis when somebody submits an offer, I often have a pre-approval, not a pre-qualification, or maybe I have um, somebody who has gone to maybe a big bank and I have a pre-qual. And borrowers don't always understand the difference. And they say, no, no, my lender said I'm pre-approved. Yeah, you're good, right? Right. And the first thing I ask them, and, and you know, red flags go up when we work with a buyer for the first time and they speak with Eric. is like, why does he need all this stuff, right? <laughs> I talked to Eric and he wants all this stuff.
0: Yeah, Well, no, no documentation loans also went away 10 years ago.
1: And so then then I'm like, well, you've already been pre-approved. Didn't you have to provide all this stuff? And they say, oh, no, I just answered a bunch of questions. Oh, boy. So there's red flags and it's important. And of course, as a listing agent and when we have offers on our listings, we know kind of the lenders that have done the digging deep mm-hmm. and we know the ones that we need to kind of make sure that, okay. Have they seen tax returns? Have they looked at income? Have they actually pulled credit? I mean, it's shocking. Every once in a while, I'll get a letter from a lender, and it's like, subject to verification of income, subject to verification of employment, subject to verification of credit. I'm thinking, well, what, what? did you do, right? And so we need to make sure that if you have a home you're selling or if you're buying, that you've done the due diligence up front so that you're ready, able, and willing to buy or sell your property and do it confidently.
0: You mentioned that in recent years, fall through rates in the Palm Beach has been as high as 40% with people involved with financing. What percentage of the time is a result of this type of issue falling through the cracks?
1: I think it is 90% of the time, it is um, lack of due diligence on the front end. And many times, either the expense of a deal falling through to a because it costs money for a buyer in a deal. So they could have avoided the expense and certainly um, the seller could have avoided having their home off the market and then finding out that they can't close.
0: Well, Eric Cantelli um, from Academy Mortgage, tell us how it is different um, than what Lisa is describing here and how you work with the True Group on that process.
2: Well, you know, I think the, the devil's in the details. Whenever you're pre-approving somebody, you know, everybody's unique. Everybody's got their own, their own life, their own set of circumstances, and, you know, no two people are the same. So when you are pre-approving somebody, the more questions you ask, the less likelihood of any kind of fallout during the loan process. And with the True Group, we've worked out a, a special process to where we dig deep enough so that we don't have any fallout. We just don't. So sometimes that could be seen to the borrower as a little intrusive or, or whatnot. But at the end of the day, what we want to do is we want to make sure we, we cross that bridge way, way ahead of time before we even let them into, the, into Lisa's car to go looking at the homes. And we don't want to waste the borrower's time or, or the church group's time whatsoever. So we make sure that we dig into credit, income, assets, and employment until we're satisfied enough to be able to put our name on a pre-approval letter and give that out. We, we consider that letter as good as gold.
0: You know, for all of the, uh, the situations that we kind of jokingly will look back at, that we're all part of the housing crisis, many of which um, you might have uh, you know experience with, so many people being hurt by them, the, the irony is we still see a lot of these types of mistakes that are playing out, some of what you guys are talking about. And the difference not only is is getting to the closing table, but also the terms. You know, I, I shared the story years ago, and you know, people still find themselves in last minute situations that are, are similar. I, I will never forget literally leaving work, driving uh, to the closing location when uh, you know the former big bank, Washington Mutual. People remember, I get a call uh, from their uh, their mortgage department saying. Hey, by the way, we got our math wrong, and you need to bring an additional, aside from the amount I was putting down, you need to bring an additional 20000 or so to, the, I forget the exact amount, but to wow. the closing table, right? Just I mean,
1: 20000 Yeah, it
0: was like, oh, and we screwed up on the way to the closing table, and this has been a process playing out for around a month plus, and last minute, oh yeah, we finally did our work here, and we we screwed up our bad. I mean, that kind of stuff can happen, Lisa, right? It's, that's how deals fall apart. Aside it, from the qualification issues. Well,
1: it, it is. And and how many buyers, borrowers would not just be able to say, okay, I mean, I'm sure you weren't happy. I'm sure you weren't happy. That was not a fun
0: conversation. Yeah.
1: I, I'm sure. And yet the reality is you still were able to close. Right. How many people really would have said, okay, now what? And on the way to closing is not the time to be having that conversation because especially the way the contracts are written today, the buyer is n- most likely going to lose their deposit their escrow deposit and
0: people are really sticking to that these days too right
1: well they are and and they've rewritten the contract recently and it, they have tightened up a lot of you know the old fashioned loopholes where you could literally get out right at the end and they the contracts you have to have an agent who understands the contracts in a way to help protect you because these last minute things could literally cost you thousands of dollars beyond losing the home you're excited about and that you love. And um, I mean, Eric knows our team does not like surprises Um, and you know, it's what the consumer deserves. The buyer deserves is to know before they go out there and emotionally fall in love with something they need to know with confidence that they can buy it. And not only that, in many of our situations, I'm having to vouch personally my reputation that we can get this deal done because it once again, when in multiple offers, it's one of the things I do to support my buyer's team because I you know I, I work with a handful of buyers personally. However, when we're in a tight negotiation and there's multiple offers, I'm picking up the phone calling the agent saying, look, I would do this deal and here's why. And, hey, by the way, Eric's done all the due diligence. And Eric's probably making that phone call, too, to validate it. And... I'm having to say this deal we can get to closing. And in order for me to say that, I have to know we can get this deal to close. Are you
0: not getting the random person on an 800 number in uh, you know, a big bank to, to make that phone
1: call? <laughs> well, and if they do, who cares? Right. right. Um, we just had a, a deal that the buyer came to us and wa- was adamant with the, one of the big banks that they were all set and pre-approved. We had talked to the person. They seemed like they had a good story could not switch them over and guess what the big bank went very silent and couldn't do the job. Wow. And so we had to look for a solution. We had to solve the solution for this buyer who now has fallen in love with their dream home. And he just wrote a beautiful review and said, you know, how he's been looking for ye- years and felt like the true group fell out of, you know, the sky out of the heavens for them and that we didn't stop till we solved their issue. and. It is part of what we do, but part of it can be avoided. The brain damage often can be avoided if you do the right things up front.
0: Eric, uh, what should people be doing? Let's say that somebody uh, might be interested. Who knows? Maybe somebody's even uh, qualified already and they're concerned because they're hearing this going, oh, my gosh, maybe I'm not with the right lender. What What is the best approach for people to be able to take to ensure uh, you know, a, a nice, smooth process with a little drama?
2: If if a buyer feels that there's little to no transparency during their pre-approval process, meaning maybe it's hard to get the mortgage professional on the phone, get a clear answer, uh, have calls returned, you know, if, it, if it just seems a little odd, like it's pulling teeth just to get to the finish line and you're in the beginning of the race, uh, chances are you have a little bit of a problem on your hand. Um, and the flip side is if it's too easy, that might be a little bit of an indicator as well. You know, we are in in a, a world now where technology is key and you have commercials going all over nationally, talking about fancy apps on your cell phone that just after two minutes of entering in data, you are totally approved for a home loan. So if it, if it looks too good to be true, it, it typically is.
0: So if someone has done that and they think, all right, we're there, that's a that's a tell that you're really not there?
2: It could be, yeah, because, you know, you have to read all the fine print. Sometimes, just looking at a, a pre-approval letter and reading the fine print, you might see verbiage like, "This information is solely based on information provided to us by the consumer and has not been verified." that, that is often in a lot of pre-qualification letters that masquerade themselves as pre-approval letters.
0: Wow! And so, Lisa, how many uh, you know times do people have a qualification, not an approval, and people think it's an approval?
1: I would say that 50 percent of the time when I receive an offer on my listing, when I get it, it's a it's a. Equal.
0: Wow. So um, this is like standard operating <laughs> procedure with a lot of the major lenders.
1: It, it is. And when I see, you know, condition, 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 and the other thing, it's really easy. Is is especially if you have access to the buyers, just just ask a couple questions, like, hey, you know, what documents did you send over? And if you start he- hearing that basically didn't send anything over or didn't send much over. Um, you know that they didn't dig deep and didn't really do their due diligence. And so um, if we have a, it's one of the reasons why we do a consultation with our clients before we start showing them property, because if we know we have a buyer in that situation, we explain to them the benefit to them of actually going through the due diligence and that, yes, it takes a little bit of time, but it's not really, it's not that big of a deal. Most of the time you either have the information or you're going to have to get it together anyway. And, We want to do that before they go out there because, once again, if you're in a competitive price point and you know there's going to be multiple offers, you have to be ready when you find the right home to make an offer. You can't then start the process. And if you come in with an improper pre-approval to go with your offer, you're not even going to be looked at if it's a hot property. And the higher the price point, the more the seller understands this process because likely they purchased before they've sold, they purchased, they're a little more sophisticated often. Sure. And so, and honestly, a lot of times the agents are more experienced the higher the price point and they are just not going to tolerate a pre-qual. They want a pre-approval. Makes sense. And so, and if I'm going to vouch for it, I need to believe that, okay, it's a deal we can get done.
0: So it's not just a game of semantics or or just a, you know, hey, it would be better if you did this. It, it is potentially make or break.
1: It's in the buyer's best interest. And so everything we, you know, suggest to our buyers is about absolutely, you know, put positioning themselves so they win. And it's the reason, like I said, the, the the last month we have had tremendous success with people that have been looking for months and several for years, and they've been losing out, losing out, losing out. And and it's not us telling the story, it's them telling the story. And then we said, this is the formula. There's a formula to this, there's sure. a process. And they were able to, after looking at two or three homes, get their dream home. I mean, it's just crazy. And so, if you can do the right things, you get the right result. And that's all that they want. You know, the number one thing buyers want, I think agents forget this sometimes, they want their agent to help them get the house. And I think agents think that they want to help, they want you to get the best deal, or they want, yes, nobody wants to overpay. Right. Right. But buyers want to get their home right? This is not an investor. We're talking about a traditional person looking to buy a home. They want you to help them get the house. And that includes financing, dealing with inspections, handling all the challenges that come up along the way. And it's the reason we're structured the way we are because I have the best buyers agents and I have the best closing team, including lenders and Chris True, who handles contract to close challenges that come up because it's one of the reasons, you know, it's part of our corporate story. We will not take a no when a yes is still possible. Now, sometimes no's no. And yet often people quit before they, they don't think outside of the box. It's one of our core values is is thinking outside the box, being unique, really figuring things out. And so that's the commitment we have to our clients.
0: Final thoughts, if you would, Eric, uh, for, for folks um, as we wrap up today.
2: My final thought is the safest way to find a great lender is through a referral from a great real estate agent.
0: Spoken like somebody who has been well-trained by one Lisa True. <laughs> Smart man. Smart man. Um, I, this much I know. And in, in this is uh, whether it's uh, as, a, as a customer or on a professional level. If you do what Lisa says, it's in your best interest and it works out. So... Um, all right. We do appreciate it, Eric. Uh, thank you very much. And as always, if you're not already at TrueRealEstate911.com, go there. TrueRealEstate911.com. Get started. And otherwise, True is ready to help you seven days a week. Uh, buying, selling questions. 561-972-8326. 561-972-8326.